everybody, and welcome to That Wrestling Show, the podcast where all pro wrestling matters. I am your host, Bill, and, well, this week is just a crazy week that I've brought some people over, and we're going to talk about some stories, and I do have an explanation, which I'll get to in a minute, but let's welcome in our panel of experts and guests. We have Jim Boy Star here. Hello. We also have Josiah. Hello, hello. And making her official debut here on that wrestling show. She is a writer for DDT. Let's welcome Sam. Hello. Now, Sam, I I, I do have to admit that you are going to miss out on an old tradition that I used to have of first-time guests doing a Mad Lib game because I'm in the process (laughs) of moving right now, so... Uh, maybe on the next one I'll find yeah. it and I'll have you do a Mad Lib. Definitely, I'd be down for that. Okay. I, I've been on the show multiple times and I don't think I oh, ever did Mad yeah. Lib. yeah, okay, I'll, I'll remember that too. Jim, I think I did you a Mad Lib. The WWE. I don't even... I don't, anyway. Oh yeah, you definitely did, yeah. you definitely did, but you know what, I think you should apologize to Josiah. I, I do, I should and I apologize. I am deeply offended. <laughs> there we go. Okay, so before we go into this episode... Um, there is a bit of explaining here to do to not only you, the listeners, but to our guests. For the past few weeks, I had kind of, not kind of, I had promoted doing an episode entirely on Impact Wrestling to celebrate their 20th anniversary. And this week was supposed to be the episode to have been done. However, because... The most powerful man in wrestling may or may not be kicked out of his own promotion, along with a couple other stories. We're going to push the Impact episode back by a few weeks. It will be done, though. It'll just be at a later date. So, thank you, Wall Street Journal and CNBC, for breaking that news, which we'll talk about later on. <laughs> leave it leave it to wrestling when you to disturb your plans by dumping all of the possible news of extreme proportion on you at once. <laughs> I'll be I'll be honest. Um, I've been doing this show for almost 11 years now. Almost 11. I cannot remember a week where we've had two big... Well, first a big story, then the biggest possible story you could have... And then you have a, a story on the side that's big in itself, but it's kind of quietly talked about, which we'll get to in just a moment. Um, it has just been one of those weeks, and I was thinking about this um, while I was at work today, and, and I'm sure all three of you have had this thought as well. There are times, whether you are a guest on a podcast, or if you host a podcast, which... Three of the four do. Sorry, Josiah. I know you're working on it, but we're getting getting there. You're getting there. And there are times where a big story breaks, and you're like, damn, I just missed out on that one. Mm -hmm. And then there are times, like last night and today, where you're like, I've hit the mother load. We, (laughs) you know, it's like... You, you can't plan it. That's the beauty of podcasting is you just can't plan when these stories come out. 
Well, Bill, how many times have I been on a podcast with you and whether it's your show or my show and right after we record something, usually me, something I said is out of date within two hours. Yep, it's true. How many times that happened in our COVID podcast? Oh, yeah, that's right. Not a few times, probably. All right. So the whole episode, we're just going to focus on the three stories. Um, We could talk about how MJF was mean to Sherry Shepard, but we're not going to do that. (laughs) Even though I think that's the same. We're not Ryan. What is his name? Ryan sat in us. (laughs) That's a true story. It is. I saw the story yesterday, but I was like, does she not realize he was in character? <laughs> well, no, I know it's a real story, but that's, no, that's the funny part to kind of tie right. this all in. Is yeah. I was looking at his feet and there's that when there's the biggest wrestling story <laughs> ever. That's what he's posting. Right. He's really so, so with that said, uh, let, let, let's begin by talking about the Sasha Banks situation. That's what I'm going to call it, is a situation. Because WWE has not confirmed this yet, but pretty much everybody else is confirming it, with the exception of a few people, that Sasha Banks has been released by WWE. However, um there's a report that her lawyers are working on her getting released. Um, Fightful um, uh, had a quote saying, the claim again unverified by any as of yet were that Banks' lawyers were involved and there had been eyes on a physical WWE release. Andrew Zarian on the Thursday edition of the Matt Men podcast said, I cannot confirm she's been released, but I did hear late last week that her attorneys were working on getting this done. So I'm going to send this one to Sam since she's the newbie here. <laughs> um, thoughts on maybe her being released? Uh, yeah, so I saw the tweet last night, and I sent it to the Daily DDT Slack and, Slack and uh, tagged my editors in this, because I was like, we, we might have a situation. <laughs> it's like 1130 uh, after Dynamite, and so everybody's kind of doing their own thing, and so we just, we made the decision. We kind of looked around to see who was confirming what, um, and everybody, you know, we had uh, Raj Geary from Wrestling Inc. is the one who had posted that he had heard she'd been released. Um, and then Sean Rossap said that, you know, we have not been able to independently confirm this. However, Raj has good sources, um, you know, and then there we are waiting around to see if some other people were good. Like I was, so I went ahead and started basically putting the article together, hoping we'd get more confirmation. So we just went with, you know, this is what's being reported. That way, you know, we had that out there. That way, if it, you know, if it ends up being true, maybe we're a few days early. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, it definitely sounds like they're working on her release one way or another. And today, actually, one month ago today is when she and Naomi walked out right. uh, of WWE. Uh, so the timing, I do, 
the, the, the timing, like, I think they've been working on this, obviously, anyway. But then I felt like when I read it, I was like, oh, they're trying to distract from the Vince story. They're yeah. trying to get mm-hmm. them to talk about something else. So why don't we just push this out that Sasha, Sasha's gone? And so that people will talk about this instead. When, of course, we're all talking about it as, you know, we're still talking about the Vince story on top of it. So now we're just coupling stories together. And then I, then there's the story also, I think, I can't remember if Josiah was the one who sent this in last night. But, you know, uh, the XFL, there's some stuff going on. Oh, with all of her luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. with the, the money there. And it just seems like things are very bad in state some trading of stocks went down yesterday before the story came out. So it just seems like it's getting worse and worse. And so Sasha's the, probably the least of their concerns. However, you know, independently, she, you know, that is, it is still a, a big deal because it's figuring out, you know, what, you know, when are we going to hear from like when she gets released? So when do we hear Sasha's like, fully hear Sasha's side of the story. If Sasha's on her way out, is Naomi right behind her? Or is Naomi gonna is she gonna get stuck there? Um, are they able to negotiate? Is her lawyer able to do anything to help Naomi get her release? Like so I, I think there's a lot obviously there's a lot of layers to this. Uh, I do think regardless of when the official story is out, I do think Sasha is is gonna be gone one way or another. And I I she I don't think she's done wrestling by any means, but I can see her heading to Hollywood, doing her stuff out there, and then figuring out the wrestling side of it, maybe just taking a break from the wrestling side of things for a little while. Right. And, and I was going to mention, because um, you did mention Hollywood, um, she was on the second season of The Mandalorian, and mm-hmm. I believe her character's coming back for the third season when they do start airing those episodes. So you read, yeah, did I, you I, read I, that? Because I don't, as someone that watches those shows, I have zero indication of that. Wow. Well, no, mostly because now, I don't, Josiah, I think you're a Star Wars fan, right? Yes. Okay, so vouch for me or correct me if I'm wrong or whatnot. Her character was more linked towards Boba Fett, was it not? Uh, I'm a bad Star Wars fan because I haven't seen The Mandalorian yet. <laughs> okay. All right. Here's here's my point: is that because I know everyone seems to be like, oh, don't worry, Sasha will have, uh, have um, the Mandalorian. But she was mostly with Boba Fett, and Boba Fett had a show, an entire season that she was not a part of. Right. And You, you can always I, find a way to write her back in, though. You right. can. As long as you're creative. I just don't think she's a... <laughs> I just don't think that she's a priority there. Maybe I, she will be. I don't think she is, though. Can she have a successful acting career? Probably. I mean, she's... Surely she at least deserves to, for herself to give it a try because, quite yes. frankly, get the hell out of wrestling. Not because I have anything against her, but you're probably going to live a much healthier life outside of pro wrestling. So at least give it a shot. That's while, that is, while that is true, she does really love wrestling as well. So I don't know if I could ever see her fully walking away from it. I, I think that she, I could, uh, I, if whenever she comes back to wrestling, whether she takes time off or not, I, I think she's going to, I think she'll go to stardom, um, because she has yeah. talked about wanting to wrestle in Japan and oh, there's where else do you, I mean, obviously there's other promotions there, but stardom is the women's promotion. And yeah. I think that they will give her the opportunity to do all the things that she didn't really get a chance to do in WWE. And they would, I think if they had somebody like Sasha coming to them, they would jump all over that and do anything that they could do to accommodate her, I think. 
And she, and she may do what Moxley did when uh, New Japan and AEW weren't getting along. Moxley said, I'm working for both of you. And <laughs> and uh, Stardom doesn't play well with others unless it's New Japan because, New, well, they're owned by the same company. They're owned by Bushiroad. But Stardom doesn't really team up with other promotions. They, uh, they did it with Ring of Honor, which was surprising. But uh, Rossi doesn't really like doing that. So Sasha might be the one who goes, hey, I'm working for Stardom and I'm working for AEW and and might actually start a relationship there uh, in a similar way to Mox did with uh, New Japan because he's pretty much why New Japan and AEW have a relationship now. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I can definitely see her working Stardom um, or uh, <laughs> who knows, even with her, she may just go and do a tour of the Indies in Japan. Like, if she wants to work the Japanese scene, she's done that, made that clear before. And uh, uh, we'll see what happens with her. But I do have to say, though, uh, in the uh, DDT Slack chat last night, uh, Sam, she uh, she scooped me. <laughs> uh, because the uh, Sean Ross Sapp comments on the situation, uh, she posted them about 30 seconds before I did. And this happens all the time. She just scoops me all the time. You're probably having a late dinner. Now, 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 now I, I don't think I ask. was at midnight, but did you, you were probably did, having a midnight snack. Maybe, you use, maybe. Did you use an ice cream scooper for the scoop? Did. Oh, <laughs> well, that that's how you scoop your wrestling news. Yeah. You got to reach yeah. it in a barrel of slime and scoop right. it up. There you go. <laughs> Look, it's, and for me, just kind of get back on the the Sasha thing. Like I said, I hope that she at least gives her gives herself a chance with the acting thing. I, you know, I've never been a big fan of Sasha, but I mean, I I don't I think I could see her going to Stardom if like as like like you mentioned. I don't know much about Stardom. I'm not going to see her and pretend that I do. But um, I, from all I I can gather, it is like a great you know, women's wrestling promotion. So yeah, you, if she's going to try and give her that now, I, big part of me is like, don't go to AEW, but that's mostly because I don't want anybody new getting signed to AEW for like four months, at least with the rate they're, they're going in their roster. I'm very much against any, I'm when not, when what's his face came in as the, um, the Joker for the battle role, you have no idea how relieved I was. Like, thank God, it's not someone new. It's not another, oh, another fucking signing, not a new now, signing. I do want to throw this out because we have not mentioned them yet, or at least for this discussion. We've already mentioned them. What about Impact? They've got a good women's division. Absolutely. I always yeah, I always praise the Impact roster. Absolutely. But the question, But the question is, would Sasha go and take a pay cut? That's the thing. Because I don't know how much, you know, the, the the women get paid there at Impact. I mean, I think maybe it depends on looking for, like, is she just looking to wrestle and try new things and be happy? And if she's bringing an income from, you know, Hollywood things or other outside things, then maybe she would be willing to take a pay cut. Um, yeah, there are, less, there are less dates, and it's in the United States, unlike Stardom, where we're probably, assuming she wants to act in the United States... Probably would be easier that way, I would think. Yeah. I mean, if if Sasha does get released, and that's if, um, there's a lot of opportunities for her. There really are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, for me, 
I my only thing would be for Sasha to just take a, a, a mental break, you mm. know, just get away for a few months, get away from anything wrestling related, Hollywood related, just take a few months away, hang out with your family, hang out with Snoop Dogg. And then <laughs> once you are mentally ready to go back and work, then go for it. And I just want to add something to it. Samantha. You said that, um, because I didn't know this before coming on the show that she apparently was her lawyers were working on getting her release. If, if I'm not mistaken, that's what you said. Uh, I think that I can't. Um, I did. I mean, I do remember hearing that, but I don't remember if it was me who said it first. Or, uh, sure. But, uh, was, but uh, yes, that's, that's, go ahead. The, the source, regardless, was Andrew Zarian from yes, uh, Batman podcast on the yes. Wrestling Observer website. That's who I saw it from as well. Somebody, a friend of mine, sent a a tweet uh, to the group chat earlier and it was Andrew's area and so the lawyer was working. Um, apparently as of late last week, they were still working on it is what it mm-hmm. sounded like. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I, I'm bringing it up because this is probably going to be the last thing I have to say with Sasha. Cause like I said, it's, I'm, I'm not as invested as someone that hasn't watched WWE in a long time. And also like, um, doesn't really care about Sasha anyway. Uh, my prediction is she will get her release in return for what is the word for to get a non-disparage clause the nda a non-disclosure agreement non-disclosure agreement yeah that's what i think is going to happen well considering yesterday's big story (laughs) i was gonna say that may not be a good idea yeah (laughs) because it sounds like there's multiple ndas that they've come across Okay, I mean, like I said, I think, I, I think it's going to be because I, I feel like they've done this with multiple wrestlers before. Of, you know, this, you know, hey, we'll settle out in court, and you're, you know, just you don't say any, any anything disparaging about the company. Mm-hmm. I could just, I don't know, I could still see that happening. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, this could be done tomorrow this could be done next week this could be done next month it could be done right after you press stop on the recording (laughs) exactly it very well could so i'll keep my twitter machine open in case news breaks yeah unless you have to have a snack yeah i have i have my phone on me so yeah mine's on my desk i like how all of you are like oh no that actually might happen i'm just like my phone's in the other room charging with not a care in the world (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I usually don't go to my phone, you know, while we're record or I'm recording at all, really, unless I have to answer like a text or something. Or if I'm like, Bill, I need you to look something up. Yeah. Or or if I have to call my nephew and ask him about ducks swimming underwater, which you can hear on Bill Learns Kingdom Hearts season <laughs> three. Yeah, we uh, have our uh, our mid season finale coming this Sunday, by the way, yes. on podcast.com and Spotify and iTunes. Yep. So check that out, and we'll, we'll plug it again before the show ends. All right. So now we're going to get into what was the story of the week. Right. Yesterday. And that is Jeff Hardy's arrest. Uh, was arrested on late Sunday, early Monday for DUI. It is the third time within a 10-year period that he has been arrested. And this one may cost him. Um, Tony Khan and AEW re- sent out a press release 
on Tuesday saying that while they are willing to support Jeff, get him through rehab, and, you know, wait for him to return, he is suspended without pay. And with this DUI, there is a possibility that he could face some jail time. Mm. And we're talking years. Mm-hmm. Um, before we talk about it, there is one thing I do want to bring up. And that is a comment made by Booker T. Oh, boy. Yeah. And I, I had a little bit of a, a hard time thinking if I agree or disagree with it which I, I, I think I have come up with an answer to, but I'll wait to say it. But basically, he Booker T said that he puts part of the blame, not all of the blame, but part of the blame of Jeff's recent arrest on AEW. No. No, no not at all. Absolutely. He's a grown man. Who well, makes not only that, but he also, didn't he, the other TGUIs happen in one in WWE and one in Impact Wrestling. I, I mean, I he's a triple crown holder right there. <laughs> That's a meme, actually. <laughs> and and uh, bear in mind, when one of them came up in WWE, Booker T said, it's not the company's fault. He's a grown man. He did his own thing. And remember, he's paid by Vince McMahon, Booker T. And so, and so uh, when it happened in AEW, Booker is suddenly, oh, AEW's fault. Come on, dude. You know what? You guys kind of forced my hand. I'm just going to say it now. If you're going to blame AEW, which I don't, but if you are going to blame AEW, you also have to blame WWE to a certain extent. Oh, yeah. And you have to blame. Absolutely. And you have to blame Impact to a certain extent. Yeah. You can't blame AEW. Because, oh, he did this bump in a match with a younger guy three, four weeks ago. No, uh, no, that, that, that's not how it works. One, one, bu- yeah, what, one bump or a few bad bumps is not going to make you fall off the wagon. This is a pattern of behavior. This is not, addiction is not as simple as I'm in pain and I'm going to it. And, the, and, and this whole thing, this whole story has been going, and someone had a timeline of this. For 20 years. Can I be honest with you? When I read it was three times, I actually thought it was more. Yeah. I was like, really? It was only three? I was like, if I were to guess, it was like five or six. Mm -hmm. So I think it's very unfair for Booker T to say, oh, part of the blame goes to AEW. And I totally agree with you, Josiah. Booker is being paid. So shucky ducky quack quack moment of the night to all of us bashing Booker T. Who <laughs> um, apparently will not comment on the Vince story. I saw a reference to that. Oh, earlier. of course not. Well, yeah, what a shock there. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness. Well, it's I like, had like... no idea Vince would do that. <laughs> no, but no. You, the real and you could point to the reason being what Samantha said. He's a grown man. That's exactly. the other thing about it. He's a grown man with an addiction. I mean, it's yeah. a, he's a, got a disease. Like it, it's not. I mean, because then if you're gonna say that, then why? I mean, then you would have to blame AEW for Mox and his, you know, before he went to to rehab to get some things taken care of. Like you would have to. So then, you, then that would so would so he didn't have any of those. So you're trying to say he didn't have any of those issues in WWE and Mox goes to AEW and suddenly he has an alcohol problem. 
I don't, I'm, <laughs> or it's because he's been wrestling on the indie scene too, and so the indie scene made him drink. I mean, that's it's absurd to, to I mean, blame a company for and, that. And to Moxley's credit, he decided on his own to right. do the rehab. Right. That's right. the big thing. Um, so. Uh, I'm going to hand this one off to Josiah. That was who I was originally going to hand this off to before you all forced my hand. Sorry. Um, And and I asked this to uh, a friend of mine the other day. And this is the question I'm going to give you, Josiah. If Jeff Hardy has to serve jail time, is his wrestling career over? Yes. Oh, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I, sorry, I forgot. I was thinking I, this was a... Uh, yeah, you forgot the rules, and now the end of this is coming. Sam, scoot me again. So sorry. I'll, I'll mute my microphone. I, I, I have no rules, really, so... Uh, I'm always going to scoop by Sam. It just continues in, uh, in you know, uh, over a microphone this time instead of in the daily DDT Slack chat. Um, so sorry. <laughs> no, no. I'm not offended. Uh, I I was actually thought it was hilarious. Um, I would say more than likely, yes, his career will be over. It depends on how much jail time there is. Um, if he can get parole early, maybe not. Uh, but if he gets significant jail time, his career is probably over. I would say if his jail time is more than a year, he he's done, and uh, probably rightfully so. Uh, which is un- an unfortunate way to end a career, but at least maybe then he'll be able to get sober and get help. Um, I, I really, I, I'm while while his career is a part of the story, I'm really more concerned that I just want to see the guy get help and get him off the road. Yes, uh, because we don't want another Tammy Sitch situation. She killed someone. I mean, dead. Like, that, not a joke. Like, someone died because of her DUI. And and before, I'm sorry to interrupt, because I just need you to help me out here. Because I was thinking about that. How many DUIs before that did Tammy Sitch have? And I'm oh, not comparing. It was, oh, it was a lot. And how long did it take? How long did it take it? Well, that's what I'm trying to get at here for, for Josiah. Is how long before she served jail time? I know she did. Was it after three? Like, is that kind of the standard with this hey i honestly don't know and i know there's no standard. it depends on state law it depends on state law and who prosecutes um it it because the law system in the united states is not unified at all uh so i can't really speak to that um it depends on what state she was living in and where she was arrested and uh I, it would be the same thing with jeff um i think not not to cut you off but i think the tammy thing happened happened in florida which is where jeff's thing i think so and i was gonna say that's what i saw somebody tweet the other day that jeff could be face you know very strict uh i guess as sentencing because it happened in florida but they were saying because he's not a resident it may not apply to him uh they like if it had been his third felony in florida then it would have been i guess different than him being because he's not a resident so it sounds like i guess and also so in tammy's situation uh it does sound like everything happened in florida i think okay so yeah that that would change the situation in terms of jail time but you know if he, if he does a month in jail his career's not over he'll be back yeah. Uh, if he does over a year, um, he's probably probably done. 
and uh, rightfully so. Um, but but I regardless of what happens, he needs to listen to Tony Khan and AEW and take that rehab offer. Yeah, uh, and, and like get clean, and that's going to be proactive too because the judge is going to look at that and say, "Look what he's doing to make this right." Uh, because, I mean, he's been caught three times. Yeah, he's probably done this several times since, and he has a suspended license. So who was giving him a car? Like, like who who let him out? In the car, you know, did he borrow well, a car from someone? One of the things that he, one of when I was doing the when I was writing the article for it the other day, I did see that one of because he was charged with he had three charges and one of them was like, um, let me see if I have the way it's written because uh, it was written in a certain way and we weren't people weren't sure what it meant exactly and then I saw Yahoo. I don't know if I still have the what the charge was, but he was charged with something that was like it uh, was like um, something on his like a a restriction on his driver's license. And it turns yeah. out, according to Yahoo, it's because he was supposed to have one of those breathalyzers in the car that like mm-hmm. obviously you breathe into. And if you, you know, it doesn't the car does not start if your uh, blood alcohol is uh, obviously above limit. Oh. And, he so I don't know if it there's not been like a from what I've seen there hasn't been a lot of detail so I don't know if he was driving a car that did not have one um because he was in Florida so it's not like he was in North Carolina with his I don't think he was driving his personal car so I don't know if it was like a rental or I haven't heard and so apparently like so when he's in North Carolina he is supposed to have a vehicle that has those on it um and so I guess it was so he it the car that he was driving apparently either it wasn't working or it didn't have one and I was under the impression that it didn't have one but I am not 100% clear on that that looks a little more sense to me because then that means because he probably didn't need that or not or it wasn't enforced maybe is the right wording in another state right right um now a couple of um or one person that's made comments on this which I don't agree with is Bill DeMott, who, <laughs> um, for those who don't know, a few years ago, her do- or his daughter was killed by a drunk driver. So he's kind of been, uh, you know, in the forefront of, oh, no, you know, wrestlers and drunk driving. Because he had talked about the whole Tammy Sitch thing and how she should be removed from the Hall of Fame. And in a tweet that he put out this week, he put the blame, or part of the blame on Matt Hardy. Absolutely not. <laughs> to which Matt replied, I would have never thought of all people you would have right. said that. So that that's kind of disappointing for what Bill DeMott said. Well, Matt is, because some I saw some fans trying to say that Matt was an enabler, and I was like, Matt is a recovering addict himself. He is. Yeah. <laughs> so did they, did everybody just forget that, you know, there was that period of time where he was having really, a really, really hard time too, and, you know, if you think about it, I mean, even obviously with Jeff as well, but, I mean, we're lucky they're both still here, because mm-hmm. it got pretty bad for a while for both of them, so I was like, it's not fair to blame, and you're not, you Nobody is responsible for somebody else's addiction. It's not like, and so I think that Matt was trying to, and even Matt's wife has said, you know, 
it, seeing this seeing stuff with Jeff, Jeff is triggering because, because Matt went through these things as well. And yeah. so, and she said, and she said something about how they went to an event and they had handlers and they were doing, so it sounds like Matt does kind of babysit him at certain things maybe. And yeah. she said that, you know, we put these things in place to help him and we don't know how, so I don't know. Cause she kept, she was mentioning an event and I don't know if they were all at an event on Monday. I don't know if they were together cause it was not clear from what I saw at least. But so it sounds like at least, so maybe when Matt and Jeff are on the road together, maybe when they are working, maybe Matt is kind of, it, maybe he does kind of babysit him or little, or is just kind of mindful of what's around both of them because they are both recovering addicts. And so maybe in trying to keep himself healthy, he's also trying to make sure that these things are in place for Jeff as well. I, I had read that they were at a Dave and Buster's on Sunday night. And I think, and I might be wrong on this. If I am, please correct me. I think Jeff was performing that night. Like he with may his band. have been, because uh, yeah. he has been performing with his band a lot lately. So I, I could see that that may be what was happening. Because that's why I was trying to figure out why he was in Florida and in. Because I'm not familiar with that county, and so I was I was like, well, they're not filming in Jacksonville anymore. So why were they in Florida? Like, I, so I was trying yeah. to figure that out myself. So that I could that may very be well be what was happening. Now I do want to bring up one more thing, and then we're going to get to the topic that every podcast will be talking about. Um, I had a friend of mine who used to work on the Indies, and she has since retired. And she made a con- or she made a post on Facebook earlier this week. Which I read, and in my mind, I, I, I kind of agreed with her to an extent. Which, and, and you guys brought up Sunny earlier. And she was saying, where is the outrage that a lot of people had for Sunny on Jeff Hardy? Where is the anger? Where are the people wanting to throw the book at Jeff? You know, at Jeff. Where are those people on we Twitter? Did... <laughs> True. Because I've seen them. I was gonna say they're out there. I've seen a lot of angry people. This is and saying very and people who clearly don't understand how addiction works have are weighing in and saying some very cruel things. Absolutely. Where's this person that you're talking to living under a rock, Bill? No, she's she's been she's a no she she's been on Facebook. Is she um, is she Patrick Star though? No, no, she's not Patrick Star. She lives under a rock. <laughs> no. Um, no, but say. seriously, I I that's one thing I would not have gotten. I agree with Samantha. Everyone's on Jeff Hardy. Hell, people are after Tony Khan. So like the the outrage is there a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me. Let me find the exact. Um, good lord, she posts a lot of stuff. I'm gonna have to have a talk with her later. <laughs> don't go off my Twitter because. Oh no 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 no! This is gonna be on Facebook. Yeah. This will be on Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. I don't. I'm hardly. Oh, sorry, Bill. Are you the Facebook police? No. <laughs> One thing I want to want to bring up in, in regards to Jeff Hardy before, because uh, I know we want to get to the big topic anyway, is the effect that it had on AEW because obviously they took, you know, they changed that tag team match. Or whatnot, and they were. I don't. Did he actually? Did Tony Khan actually say, due to Jeff's actions, this is why 
we changed it or was it kind of just like all right guys you all know this yeah, is yeah. i think it. it was i don't think it was explicitly said i think it was well because they before this before they even announced what they were doing with jeff uh they had already stopped promoting the match um and, i do remember seeing that yeah and so i think it was a kind of everybody knows so we're not going to address it type of, not, not, I mean, they did address it. Obviously they suspended him um, and offered him treatment and laid out a path for him to come back. So I don't want to say it that way, but yeah, they didn't specifically say it. This, this, and even last night, at least not that I recall, I don't even remember them saying, you know, this was originally going to be a triple threat tag team match. And now it's not like, I don't think they even said that. Um, But, but it was interesting because during the very first commercial break, Matt Hardy tweeted, um, so he clearly was at home watching. Yeah. Um, so actually before I read the, the, the Facebook thing, um, Sam and Jim and I, we had all agreed off air that we thought had the Hardys been in that match last night, they probably were going to win the tag titles. We think they were. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you agree with that thought, Josiah, that if they had been in that match last night they probably would have won the tag titles yes yeah okay. i think that was the obvious direction to go in and uh obviously things changed yeah so uh the the facebook um i don't know what they call it anymore i guess quote or feed or whatever she wrote is so, the same people screaming about Sonny needing to be locked up and the key thrown away, where are you for this guy? Picture of Jeff Hardy. Not like he's learning his lesson either. Yeah, she sounds like someone that just wants to be outraged. Because it's, it's, unless it's not on Facebook, and it's like, maybe Facebook's, I'm not on Facebook, yeah. so I don't know. That's the only thing I can figure is that she... Facebook uh, might be a little bit more tamer. Also, here's the other thing, and again, I don't go to Facebook, is it? Like, in Twitter, I get things that I don't want to see, that I don't care about, because they think I like, because they because I like one thing, and they're like, oh, you'll like this, when really that's not true at all. So I sometimes get more, like, I probably get a, I probably get a good amount of WWE things, because I follow people that I'm interested in with AEW. Right. Because they're like, well, you like AEW, that's pro wrestling, so you should like WWE stuff. I'm like, no. <laughs> if Facebook doesn't do that, then maybe her range is very, very small The people that she kind of has the same agreements with. It might be. Things. Do you know what I'm saying or no? Yeah. Uh, no, I do. The, the Facebook algorithm works similarly to Twitter. Um, it does, okay. I have an ad blocker, though, so I, I, I don't see very much of it, uh, which is wonderful. Uh, but... Uh, it, it works in a similar way, but the Twitter algorithm is actually um, better. Facebook's algorithm is very broken, um, and I don't think they know how to fix it. <laughs> uh, but it, she, it's entirely possible. Well, the things with this, uh, Facebook really serves confirmation bias at the same time. So if you already have those opinions, it's going to serve you articles that meet your opinion. It's right. not going. It's not going to serve you critical thinking, um, and the the truth is the difference between uh, Jeff Hardy and Sonny is 
Jeff Hardy hasn't killed anyone. Exactly. Yeah, that was yeah, that where was I was going. going. That's what I was thinking, too, because I was like, I mean, yes, he very well could have had things, you know, Sunday could have gone a, very, a lot different. Um, but thankfully, it didn't. Uh, but I think that's also where the throw, put her in jail and throw away the key is because she is because she killed someone. Yes. And, and, and the other thing that I want to add on is with Jeff, he's been to rehab before, but it was for drug abuse. I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, one, um, you know, one thing is worse than the other. They're both equally bad, but he's gone to rehab. He, I believe has kicked his drug habit and this is just another thing that he has to deal with. And if he's willing to go to rehab, he's going to get a lot of people that will support him for going back to rehab to get help for this. Yeah, and Tony Khan in his statement has said, you know, because part of the path back was that he had to go to rehab, and he said, which Jeff has said he's open to. So it sounds like, so I'm assuming they, I don't know if they can start treatment right away, because or if they have to wait until his court appearance, because his court appearance was supposed to happen on Tuesday, and then it was canceled, and nobody knew, had ever, nobody that I saw ever found out what the reason was, but it has been postponed to July 5th. Um, oh, so geez. I don't know if they can do like outpatient things until his trial or if they can not his trial, but his court appearance, or if they can, or if they put him in a treatment facility and then he is able to be released to go to his court appearance. Because like you said, he's facing, he's facing jail time. This is his third DUI in a decade. And that is, they said this is a felony charge. So there is a very real possibility that Jeff Hardy is going to jail and, uh, I think it was like, I think I saw somewhere it was a five year, I don't think it was a five year maximum. I want to say, I, I think it was something about, I remember seeing five years. So I don't know if that was the maximum or what. Um, so, I mean, there's a very real possibility that even if it's not five years, that Jeff Hardy can serve a year or more. Um, so I don't know how that affects what Tony Khan is able to do as far as his as his rehab goes right now. And like, I don't even know if anybody knows where, I mean, I'm sure AEW knows, but like where Jeff is at this moment, like I know he bonded out uh, on Monday. Uh, so he's not in, he's not in jail in Florida. Um, so I don't know if he's come back home and they're trying to, you know, if he's, but I, I don't know what happened. Like once he was released from jail. Yeah, and I don't think we're going to know that until we get news whether or not he went to rehab or the, uh, more about the court date. Uh, it, may, it may be after the court date that we had to wait. Because uh, like, uh, going to rehab is not something that you just drop in on unless you're, unless you're involuntarily committed. Uh, and so even then, it can take a few days to get processed and get things in order. Uh, and uh, so they could just be waiting for that. But... You know, like with his past, Je Je everyone seems to have the opinion Jeff Hardy is not a bad guy. Like, like he's not a terrible human being. Sonny was completely unrepentant with her. She didn't go to rehab, and if she did, she made a mockery of it. And she's denied several times that she killed that 75-year-old guy. Oh, yeah, 100%. And, and, uh, and you know... And, and she she didn't she was driving with a license. It wasn't just restrictions. She has no license. They took it away from her, and somehow she was still driving, uh, while drunk, 
uh, and you know at, at that point there's a where you enter a level of menace to society and I don't at least from what we've seen based on Tony Khan's statement I don't see Jeff acting like this is not a big deal mm-hmm. at least yet now if he does uh, my tune will change and I'll say he he needs to be saved from himself yeah. uh, but and just like Sonny someone needs to save Sonny from herself someone someone needs to Put her behind bars and get her into counseling and therapy because they will do that for prisoners and uh, and get her the help she needs. And uh, and she probably will be going there for a long time because of what happened. Uh, but with Jeff, we haven't seen evidence of him acting like that. Uh, and he's been him and Matt both have been fairly open about their struggles with things like that. Uh, which, which to me indicates that there is a level of understanding that this is something that is unacceptable, but at the same time, this is something that the, as well as Matt said, it's not a linear journey recovery. And, uh, so I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping Jeff goes to the rehab. Uh, I expect, I don't expect he'll serve, he'll serve the maximum time. Um, especially where he's, well, he's famous, so he's probably not going to serve the maximum time if he serves any. Um, but I can see him having very strict conditions, yeah, uh, including uh, attending rehab and having uh, a sponsor that he stays in touch with and all of that. Um, for his sake, I hope he gets that help. And uh, no one wants no one to see wants the, to the Hardy Boys end that way. No one does. No one does. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if you're a wrestling fan who appreciated their work, which we all have, um, it, it, let's hope he gets the help he needs. Uh, and if he does do prison time, accept those consequences. Yeah, and then go on the uh, signing autographs on the conference circle or with Matt Hardy, and maybe doing the occasional spot in a ring or something like that. Like, but either way, uh, the the important thing is that at least the two important things are Jeff seems willing to get help, and two, he should get help. So, uh, hopefully. He has the option available to him, which not everyone does. Yeah. Right. So hopefully he does. Um, and and you know what? Having a guy like Mox around in the locker room is going to be a good help for him. You know, I thought of I thought of that too when this started coming out. I was like, then maybe somebody Mox is somebody who can talk to him and be like, you know, I'm going through this, and I, you know, I left to take care of some stuff, and I'm now on the road having to deal with, you know, being in recovery and things like that, so I think maybe, hopefully, Mox can be somebody that he can, that he can talk to, and they can be supportive of one another. And, and Mox is, from all, all, everyone i've heard talk about him mox is a good guy that yeah. would do that he's he's very much so exactly what you he's what you see is what you get but uh he, he is that gruff rough around the edges human being but uh he's the kind of guy that could provide that kind of um healthy masculine brotherhood yeah and, and uh and take him uh, take him and say hey let's let's work through this together yeah yeah i agree 
Um, anything you want to add on to that, Jim, before we go on? Um, no, just uh, let's see what happens because let's face it, it can go one of two ways. Unfortunately, there's definitely a very real chance that it can go worse or that it can he can start the road to recovery and, and you know, we'll see what happens. I'm, you know, I, I don't know Jeff Hardy personally, but I just hope that he is never in a position like Sonny was where someone else is harmed in his way. I'm a very big proponent of you can do whatever you want and have the freedom to do it as long as you don't hurt someone else. Right. And I just hope it doesn't come to that. And that's probably all I'm going to say about that. All right. So, um, up until Wednesday evening, the Jeff Hardy story was the big story of the week in wrestling. That was, like I said, until about Wednesday evening. When a report first came out that there was an investigation going on on Vince McMahon in WWE. And that he had paid a female employee $3 million over an alleged affair. And he also in uh, also gave the woman or passed the woman, however you want to phrase it, to John Laurinaitis. So that's what we got at first. That and they were being investigated, Vince was being investigated by uh, the board and that they were being, you know, open about it. Then, Fightful, who, I, I, I swear I want to keep calling them Fivel, but, you know. <laughs> Fivel Mouskowitz? <laughs> yes, Fivel Mouskowitz broke this story. No. Dreams they to had, dream. <laughs> they had um, a bigger explanation of the story. And I, I'm going to read this to those that have not read what Fightful, Fightful, WWE has released the following statement, quote, the Wall Street Journal has published a report about WWE with allegations that we and our board of directors take seriously. We are cooperating fully with the independent investigation initiated by our board of directors, unquote. People internally suspected there was something going on when the woman in question was given a significant raise during the 2021 budget cuts. She was also promoted from John Laurinaitis's assistant to director. On April 30th, Nia Jax randomly tweeted, It's a shame. Some people deserve to get the opportunity to shine like the star they really are. But unfortunately, certain higher-ups can never see past their own perverted ways. Too bad. There aren't the lucky ones who can use blackmail to keep their jobs. Fightful says that those within WWE dismissed Nia's tweet as her being bitter. This, this tweet was after the investigation was underway. As far as Stephanie McMahon randomly stepping down out of WWE, she was on the board at the time of the investigation, so she... Triple H and Nick Khan all would have been aware of the ongoing investigation. Mm -hmm. There has been immediate speculation that all of this info was leaked internally. 
when John Laurinaitis was appointed back to being head of talent relations in 2021, Fightful states that several female talent expressed frustration with one saying, I'd rather get all my shit sent to me in a trash bag when I get fired than have to deal with him, and neither are good options. Fightful adds that their sources say this would be the biggest threat to Vince McMahon's power since the steroid trials, and some expect John Laurinaitis to be replaced before all is said and done, and that he's being set up as Vince's latest fall guy. And lastly, a former employee believes this will be a domino effect and believes Vince will fight to stay in power, but doesn't see any scenario where Laurinaitis doesn't resign. Okay, there's a lot to digest with this story. So, we don't know who this female is that is being talked about. All we know is she was given $3 million, pretty much hush money. Let's just... Let's just call it as it is. Um, there's a report that came out that Vince and Linda are no longer living together. Linda McMahon should probably be considered for sainthood for everything she has been through for the last 50 plus years with Vince. Um, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, yeah, I kind of thought the same thing. <laughs> I, I, I tried. <laughs> I, I tried. Later. You do make a you do make a very valid point though. <laughs> yeah. How, how did she put up with Vince? I have no idea, but she's pretty awful too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the good point. Um, John Laurinaitis is not the most well liked guy. We all know that. Stephanie McMahon left or resigned or however you want to put it within the last month. Mm-hmm. So that's an important thing. And Nick Khan over the last two years has really risen in the rankings of the company and um, maybe maybe he is going to be the one that run I'm, I'm just saying could run WWE someday so Jim I'm going to go to you this is the one that I saved you specifically yeah. for to go first alright where in the world is is this whole thing gonna go? No. Somewhere <laughs> out there, <laughs> WWE fans are really sad. <laughs> Bill, this is so much from Fightful. Uh, sorry, Fightful. Um, I don't know. So we know that this would have happened. It looks like from a couple for, for a period of a couple of months, and I, I almost want it to be like this big thing where Nick Khan was systematically taking out the McMahon's. Mm-hmm. He started with Shane at Royal Rumble, which was just a few months ago. Right. Then he moved on to what was it Hunter next? Yeah. Hunter and Stephanie. All of a sudden, they're gone. And now he's after the. And now he's after the big guy. Whew. I am very much interested in this story, as I'm sure the whole wrestling world is. I don't really know. 
Because when let's face it, I, I don't know about any anyone here, but when I read that Stephanie was leaving, well, first of all, I was over the moon thrilled. That's number one. <laughs> he was. But number two, I was like, the the press release was for what, what is Stephanie's press release was like to to spend time with her family or something yeah. like that. I was like, that's definitely not it. And then I was like, they're getting a divorce. That's the wording that they used to me signaled, like, we have to work on our marriage because it's crumbling, probably because they, because Hunter lost his power. And it turns out I might have been wrong totally with this. I am starting to wonder how far back we're going with this whole situation. Phil, do you think that it's possible that it's more possible that Stephanie left because of this stuff? I think it is very possible. Do you think it's more possible? Yeah, I do. Um, Because before the announcement, Stephanie was... The only time she was really on TV was when WWE would do charity work. Basically, like, the Special Olympics. More than than anything, the Special Olympics. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, she'd gotten all these different awards. She'd been recognized by these different publications as being one of the top female leaders in sports and all that. And then it was just out of the blue. Out of the blue. We get, you know, it's reported she resigned. She, you know, is leaving, taking a break. And now that we have this. Right. It's like it's like you're watching a TV show and they throw on a big reveal and you realize actually the whole season they've been telling us this and now it all makes sense. Mm -hmm. Also, I will say this. I would pay money for sure to read. Vince McMahon's text messages from the last 48 to 72 hours. To me, it would be like, there's two kinds of people that probably messaged him. Number one, the people that would, that like, the people that'll kick you when you're down or maybe people that he's wrong and he'd be like, they'd be like, fuck you old man, your old time has come. Your time has come. You're done. And then the other side would be like Ryan Satin and Booker T where they're like, hey boss, just wanted to see how you were doing. Just letting you know we're standing right behind you. There's no in the middle and I would love to see those texts. And, and then Vince would be like, it's all a lie, pal! I don't know. I don't think Vince, no, I don't think Vince, I think Vince is the person that doesn't even acknowledge it. If anything, he's 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 got disdain that like he's like oh this Booker T. Truthfully, really? Truthfully, I would I would actually guess that no one has heard anything from him other than his lawyers. Right. Like I I suspect not even his family have heard anything from him. But just I would you love to see those texts? You come on, you agree with me? There's they would be they would be very interesting to see. That's how I would say that. Um. It is, it is, yeah, that would be interesting to see. That's what, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> and I'm just waiting for more information. Like, this is like, okay, so I only follow AEW for the most part. Like, I kind of watch Impact every once in a while, but man, this, this, when I scrubbed this, I'm like, this is the reason why I think, like, 
I really tune in to, to like, like, I'm all about the news stories outside of wrestling. The drama like this. Now, my question to you, I guess, as a panel, is what do you guys think is the next step? And does the next step happen even tomorrow after we record? Or do you think we'll be silent for about a month before something else happens? I saw something today saying that the event says SmackDown will go on as scheduled and somebody i can't remember if it was Meltzer or somebody i saw the tweet and they were like or no i think it might have been cassidy from body slam he was like i mean they continue to show after a man died so why would an affair mm-hmm. keep true. smackdown from going no this isn't going to stop the tv or anything from going as normally um i this whole situation uh, it's just interesting that these abuse of power situations come out. Uh, and now I have another example to add to the article I hope to publish comparing WWE's response to Sasha and Naomi to uh, New Japan's response to Kota Ibushi. And, uh, and now I have WWE's response to Vince McMahon that I'm kind of waiting on here. And uh, I, I'm going to be waiting a long time, I think. Uh, but in reality, like this whole situation, it, it is a like Vince and Jerry McDevitt are going to hammer down on the line. It was consensual. It was consensual. It was consensual. Yeah, but it showed a lack of character, uh, a distinct lack of character. And a lot of people don't know half the crap Vince has done. Like. Let alone this. This this is just starting to scrape the surface. If you actually look into the history of him, he uh, he had rape allegations against him in the '80s from Rita Chatterson. He had, uh, you know, he he's played dirty politics behind the scenes with every single territory to run them out of business, uh, and done some illegal things to do so. Uh, he covered up the murderer of uh, Nancy uh, with uh, Jimmy Snuka. He continued to employ Snuka despite the fact that he definitely killed Nancy Argentino. And unfortunately, the family never saw justice because Snuka died before they can convict him. Uh, they, I mean, you look at the Owen Hart situation where he deliberately hired a, a cheaper rigger not the guy who rigged those things. Uh, I said rigger there uh, that uh, that would not rig it. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Properly. Uh, properly. Thank you. Thank you. I was trying to get. That was my keyboard. Don't worry about that. Uh, I did uh, the rigger properly uh, for Owen Hart. Uh, they didn't hire the WCW guys who did it for Sting. And so they hired, uh, you know, a cheap company and it killed Owen Hart. Uh, Vince has a long history of these things, and he has allegations about uh, propositioning a woman and uh, groping her at a, a, a tanning parlor. Uh, so, like, th- this is not new for Vince, and the fact that there's multiple NDAs, mm, they're going to be digging, and there's going to be a lot coming out of this. I think so, too. Give the company to Nick Khan. Well, and and it's this. I I laugh at the people saying, "Oh, this is Nick Khan doing a grab for power because he leaked it." Nick Khan wants a Vince McMahon, and it's not a grab for power. Nick Khan's position is dependent upon Vince wanting him there. Uh, and 
like, I don't know who leaked it. I have no idea who leaked it. But it is mighty suspicious that Stephanie left a few months ago, right after this investigation started. Yeah, I thought about that when she when I first read this, that this had to be why Stephanie left, but I think it... I don't think she's the one who leaked it or anything like that. I just think that's her, at the end of the day, that's her parents and her father. She probably has known, you know, how terrible he is, but those are her parents and she has to deal as a child has to deal with the fact that her father did these things. Um, and now not only is she going to have to deal with this, like, you know, personally and have to, cause they're going to be her parents for the rest of her, regardless of what yeah. happens, what we have to deal with. So, and now there's, she's going to have fans and uh, other people who are going to scrutinize everything that's happening. So it's tough enough to deal with a parent who has had an affair, but now it's on a public level. There's probably multiple affairs, there's probably, which she probably knows about, but there's going to be so many more things that are coming out. And I think she probably did. It. And then this is also coming on the heels of her husband nearly dying last yeah. year. Like he, oh, she could have been a widow raising three children and then having to deal with this on top of that. So I think Stephanie probably did what was best for her mental health because I don't know how she would have stuck around going through all of this, through this investigation on her own father and, and having to defend her father through it. Right, exactly. And, uh, so, because, and he, that's put her in a situation, yeah, because of defending him. That's putting her, I'm sure she's angry, you know, at him. She's probably extremely upset. Like, and then having to have the company, basically, they're investigating him. There's all these other factors. So I I can't even imagine what Stephanie must be going through. It put the spotlight directly on her and Triple H. Yeah. And, and, and how they would respond. And the best thing for both of them is to go away right mm-hmm. now yeah. uh and, and, and shana's probably company... very glad he's not there right now yes <laughs> yeah, and i, I my, my suspicion is that when this came up at the board because she was on the board yeah uh, that's when she resigned and i, I mean i don't blame her uh, i wouldn't blame her either especially because she knew her father was a ruthless businessman but now now the entire dirty laundry of her father preying on women, yeah, is exposed, and she is a woman with daughters. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean, she was exploited on TV, but but that's playing a character. So you know, there's an element of where it's an actor in that case. Sure, but Vince asked her to do some weird things. Yeah, and, and, well, and Trish Stratus was trending yesterday. When the story mm-hmm. came yeah. out, yeah. Oh, well, you think of the bar- the barking of the dog segment. Yep, yep. exactly. Uh, and, uh, and and Vince Vince is a power hungry megalomaniac, and uh, and everyone knows that. Uh, but she's looking at the person who raised her, right? And she's probably seeing him for the first time. Yeah. Well, and uh, another thing that I want to bring up, because I don't know if any of you read the actual, if you were able to, because I know the Wall Street Journal article was behind a paid subscription. I have Apple, so I was able to read the thing in full. And of course, Vince says it's consensual. Of course, he's going to say that regardless. But what the, so how, what triggered this entire thing was a friend of the woman wrote an anonymous, a person who, I, I will rephrase this, a woman who claims that she is a friend of the woman anonymously wrote a letter to the board on March the 30th 
and she says that her friend was scared of Vince and of James of of John Laurinaitis, and that she said that they basically brokered a deal to pay her the three million. She was paid a million dollars upon signing the NDA, and the remaining two million was scheduled to be paid out over the next five years. Um, they also um, mention that the that woman, woman um, while she did finish law school, she did not take the bar exam because she was taking care of a sick parent. Um, she had also mentioned that she was in financial distress. Uh, they hired her in 2019 at $100,000 on their uh, law, uh, in their law department. I believe she was working as a paralegal, I believe is what they phrased it as. And then in 2021, she was, uh, that's when she was moved to being John Laurinaitis' assistant. The friend is the one, which I'm sure this is, maybe this is, I don't know if this is the friend's own word or the actual woman's own words, that she was passed to John Laurinaitis like a toy. Um, so it sounds yeah. like, so even, so the woman, she was paid $100,000 and then she was given a raise of $200,000. So I know where, I know Naya is coming at it as, you know, she was blackmailing him. Uh, from the way I took it from reading that with her not being able to finish law school because she was taking care of a sick parent, uh, she was being a caretaker, she was in financial distress, Vince saw that and used that to prey on her and was like, I will make your financial problems go away if you enter the sexual relationship with me. And then once that relationship ended, she was then made John Laurinaitis' assistant. Um, and then, you know, and then apparently she had a sexual relationship with him as well. So I don't think it's as black and white as this is a consensual thing. It feels very much like a man using his position of power to prey on someone who who needed financial help, uh, who was struggling, and he used that. Um, and she's probably still struggling with, you know, that parent's sickness. I don't know if that parent passed or anything like that. Um, but it sounds like he took advantage of it and used it. Um, it just used, it was using her. And then basically John Laurinaitis used her as well. Um, so I think that's kind of missing because I've seen, I've seen the jokes out there. And if it's consensual, it's one thing, but I don't, I, I really think this is, really once we find out more, I think it's going to come out that this was not consensual. Um, I think that they abused. It was coerced. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think he used his position of power to get what he wanted. And then when he was done with her, he basically gave her to John Laurinaitis. And then she went through all of this again. I can't even imagine the trauma that this woman is going through. Yeah, exactly. And, and this is where... You've you've nailed it well because so you guys know this and maybe not all the listeners do but I work as a pastor, and and uh, I counsel people who have been abused, and I have done it in the past. I I have had to walk people um, through abusive relationships and out of those relationships, and. Um, this, this has all the red flags. flags. Yeah, uh, the, all all the, the red flags are there, flags especially with Vince being a rich man, rich man mm -hmm. who will say, mm -hmm. "I can make your uh, your uh, bank account a little heavier every month," every month. And, uh, and especially uh, where she especially needed money. She needed money. And, and that 
screams abuse of power to me. Yes, that's exactly uh, what it, I thought the entire time I read it. Yeah, and and like it may no, you know what? It may not be rape, but that doesn't make it mean it right. Like like this is still coercion. Right. Uh, it's uh, this is not sexual assault, but it is a abuse of power to get a sexual relationship. Right. And that is just as much. Uh, a crime in in that way it's it's in uh, using your position to get what you want right and then giving then the ver to John Laurinaitis um that made me sick yeah it that uh, yeah. yeah and uh it does not shock me that Vince would see her as someone to be used and that just passed away and to put into a corner closet so that he doesn't have to look at her yeah and, and that's horrifying. Uh, and I want to... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, with John Laurinaitis, and I, and I wanted to point this out, he's a married man as well. He <laughs> married Nikki and Brie Bella's mother. Right. Mm-hmm. We don't know how Nikki and Brie are taking this. I thought of right them now. yesterday as well. I would say... And... and, and and Brian Danielson. And, yeah, I was explaining yeah, to yeah. my dad because I was my sister and I were telling our dad about the situation. I was sending him some information, and I was telling him. And so I, I told him because he watches the wrestling occasionally. If he saw, if he heard John Laurinaitis, he would probably remember him. But I, that's what I explained to him. I said, "This is Road Warrior, Animal's brother. Animal's brother. Yeah. This is he's not only that he's the stepfather to the Bella Twins, and he's the father-in-law of Brian Danielson. So this just shows you." the waves of people that are affected by this decision. Like it's not just, obviously it's not just this woman and you know, whatever she must be going through now there's, you know, there's Stephanie and Shane and triple H and their, and you know, their children. Uh, so cause that's their grandfather. And then now you have the Bellas and their spouses and their children. Like it just keeps going and then revert in because, you know, sometimes the wrestling community, you know, the wrestling world is, is very small just because, because, you know, there's all these ties and things like that. And so it's just, I can't imagine what these people must be going through right now. And now, and on top of that, like privately, it's hard enough. But now they have, you know, the public knows all about this. And they're going to keep finding out more once more comes out. Because this is like Josiah said, the very tip of the iceberg. They said, the article yesterday said, as they were doing their investigation into both men, both Vince and John Laurinaitis, they came across more NDAs. It's going to bring things back into light. Like we talked about, like yesterday when I wrote the article, I, I made a reference to Rita, Rita Chatterton because I didn't even know about her until about, I think, maybe a year or two ago. I saw, I think Vix was talking about it, and that's how I found out about her. And then, um, so I think it's also going to bring back the light to uh, the things with Ashley Massaro and how she was raped um, while they were on uh, the tribute to the troops. Tribute to the troops. And it was hidden, and they told her not to talk about it, and it eventually led to her death. Um, and, and let's and let's look at to um, what Johnny Johnny A said to AJ Lee. Yeah. 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 If you read her book, he he said you're. No one wants to have sex with you, so we can't push you. Right, and then, and also, it brings back. Uh, wasn't it? A, was it Athena that was talking about the two-hour meeting that they made them of looking sexy? Yes, about how they trying had to, to look like how they sexy had to look and... like Mandy Rose, and I'm like, first of all, 
the whole thing is just terrible. But then, but so that, how does, I was like, that's got to make, how does that make Mandy Rose feel? Like they don't see her as anything but what she looks like. Yep. And they want other women to, so they're pitting other women against her because they want other women, like, this is your, this is your guideline. Like, you have to look like her. You have to do these things. We're going to sit here for two hours and talk about this. Like, I can't, that just shows you. And like you said, it goes back to when John Laurinaitis was brought back in about how a lot of people were like, they were concerned about how the women were going to be seen and how they were going to be treated. Um, and we're, we've seen that. I mean, look at Toxic Attraction. That's exactly, that's just, that has John Laurinaitis written all over it. Um, and it's very, they, you know, they try to, it's one thing if it's an empowering thing, but it's coming from the men that it's coming from is much more of a degrading thing. Um, and these women only have so much power because Vince McMahon is their boss. John Laurinaitis is the head of population. Oh, uh, sorry, Jim. It's another thing okay? I dropped. <laughs> I, I dropped another, another thing. thing. Dropped. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, it's like, Jim, we haven't. Yeah, go ahead, Jim. No, I was just gonna say. I, I kind of I see what you're saying because, in a way, it's just like they have the company has this mind frame of stay like doing things in the past that wouldn't work anymore. Like like you mentioned about like oh the women have to dress sexier. Um, I think another thing that I saw recently was the whole, I think, what was there, like a pose down last week or this week? Like, they always have this this this, this bubble that they go to. And it, it's, it's very, very weird to me because the times that it, like, the t- there are times that it works, sure, of course. But then, like, you go with, like, the 80s and... You know, you didn't really do any of that risque stuff. It's it's very weird right. to me. And by the way, I, I would like to, because this is not against anyone here, but I kind of want to throw this out there. I would like to state for the record, I don't feel sorry for Stephanie McMahon at all. Um, I think she made her bed and is now lying in it. She easily could have gone to do other ventures in the past and didn't. I mean, what didn't Shane leave to, for a lot of years? To go do some UFC thing or MMA thing, uh, he Something he ran like a that. streaming service in China. But the point is, he he was trying to make something of himself outside of that. She saw all these bad things for what her father did. But she should be because she has stayed with him the entire time. No, that's not. I don't think that that's not fair. Okay, well we could. I, we I could would say that's agree not to disagree on that. It's fine. But I just want to state that of the people here, I don't feel bad for it. My question, though, My question is, though is, what is the very short term, like in the next week, effect on the company? Because that's the thing, as obviously most people will be interested in, is like, what's going to happen? Is I don't is the TV going to change somehow? Is management going to change? Is There's a part of me that thinks nothing's going to change because guess what? In the long scheme of things, it's pro wrestling. And in the mainstream United States, at the end of the day, you can have the same thing happen on a sports team or some kind of Hollywood situation. And the public just doesn't care because it's that quote unquote fake stuff. Well, can I can I put something in before we answer? That? Sure. You, you talk about sports teams. I live in the Washington, D.C. area <laughs> where... I know. Thank no, you. I, no, um, I know. Where this, yeah, I know where you're going. I mean, I think, I think, yeah. I think I know where you're going with this. With 
our football team. Okay. And we've had, this has been going on for at least a year and a half, maybe two years. The owner, Dan Snyder. Evil. Oh, God. He's terrible. Yeah. Dan he, uh, he's like, he, he's like, yeah, he's like a football Vince McMahon. Oh, I, he I thought that was a guy in Nickelodeon. Isn't there a Snyder that works in Nickelodeon? There might have been, but he may be as bad or no, he's not as worse as Vince. No, but he's, but bad. he's up there. He's up. What do you do? Oh, he, oh my god. Yeah. Um he had the cheerleaders take naked pictures and they were sent to people within the organization and it, it just a lot of bad stuff and this week Congress had invited him to testify about his actions. And he has denied the invitation. Oh, he's a January 6th person? No, this was completely oh, separate. Different investigation. Different, completely oh, different I'm investigation. I'm losing track of all these investigations going on in our country. Um, Chickens are coming home to roost, it seems. Yeah. 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 But, you know, when you said sports teams, I was like, oh, my God. You know, we got I got the same thing here with my football well, team. Well, and, you know, and even when you, he said that, and now you're talking about Washington, I am a Panther fan, and – my team tried to get Deshaun Watson until he told him no. They were all in on him. They, If he had said yes, he would be their quarterback right now, and I would no longer be a fan. But they still, I'm still having issues with that because they pursued him knowing these things after they said Jerry Richardson, you know, you know, they cleaned out Jerry, they made Jerry Richardson leave. They cleaned out his inner circle. They took down that hideous statue. And then we're going to change the culture. And two years later, you're going after Deshaun Watson and you want me as a woman to support you. Like how is that's just, is that just the player? I don't know who that he is. He is a player. Yes, but, well, he, has, but, he, had, but he has six, he has at least, there's 26 women who, well, there's 24 women who have filed lawsuits against him. Two more are, they're in the process of getting lawsuits. And he, in an 18 month period, he saw 66 different women for massages. So there's probably even more than the 26 who have filed lawsuits. Like what I'm trying to say, though, is that I'm trying to talk more of a company. He doesn't own that team. Now, this Dan no, Snyder, I don't know. Him. The, the Texans facilitate, facilitated a lot of what was happening. I just I don't see it as that. What about this Dan Snyder? What is he again? He's the owner of the Washington That's the, That's more of what I'm trying to compare to, I think. The owner of something. And now, what did you say the end result was with him? Well, right right now, he is still the owner of the team. However, there have been talks, and Sam, you can confirm this with me, that some of the owners are starting to consider kicking him out. Yeah, but the, yeah. but they're Taking not kicking him out because of that. They're kicking him out because he stole money from them. They don't care about the cheerleader right. stuff. They don't care about the sex scandals. They don't care about how they were treated. They don't care about that, but they he was hiding money from, there were two books that they had, and he basically was cooking books, and they were hiding, and he hid money from the NFL for several years, and so that's what's pissed all the owners off. They don't care about the other yeah. stuff. Right, so now to, no, to, really now to round this back into, into WWE here, the fact that he's using money that like you know wwe is a publicly traded company do you think that this is going to take be more serious because like he's using hush money that i guess could be stock money 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Oh god yeah. Oh yeah. See that's the part of me, that's the part of me that's like this time is gonna be different. But then like I said, the other thing is I'm like it's pro wrestling. It's guess the court they're gonna be like oh it's that fake shit. Understandable to have that line of thinking, but and I think uh, when I was reading the Wall Street Journal article yesterday, they were talking about Class A and Class B investors, and Class B investors have more. Uh, I guess say and things and but the class B investors are Vince McMahon um, and like the upper people so he has more and I think class A I guess is where it's publicly traded um, so but he they were saying the class B has more um, I guess authority I don't know if that's the way to phrase it um, so they have it, the ability to make action happen or something right, to that effect right. yeah. so I, Vince has one like 100% of the voting power with the company uh, ba- basically, uh, basically uh, like the, the board can, the board can out him, but it's going to be ugly if they do. Um, I think they're going to have to though. Yeah, it may, yeah, it may very well come to that. I think, and, it's, I think there's going to be more that comes out. Like, I don't think it's just going to be, oh, he used $3 million, which and another thing I've seen come up as well is they were doing all these budget cuts over the last two years. Did any of that money from the budget cuts go into the, I don't know how that works. So, but they made, what was it? A a mil, uh, I think they were talking about how they bought in a billion dollars. And a lot of it was because of the five year deal with Peacock. Um, So it sounds like the TV stuff is not going away, but uh, he has, he has corporate partners. He has the answer to. Um, So, you know, he's got Fox. He's got Fox that he has the answer to and you know are they gonna stand for letting somebody like with all these allegations come out i don't i don't see how that survives this as far as like i think he's gonna have to he's gonna have to resign and the and the corporate world sadly as it is is much less forgiving than the political world uh because it like the allegations against donald trump for example didn't stop him from becoming president but this is a, a different story where the corporate world, because the the shareholders can lose money, right? And and that is ultimately what it is going to come down to, uh, which is unfortunate. But if that's how we get justice, that's how we get justice, right? But, which is kind of the kind of goes back to the Dan Snyder thing, like they yes, should exactly. be getting him for all the ways he treated women and things like that. But it's probably going to be that he he hid money from the other owners. And that's going to be how they get their justice. And, because, and the, there is definitely something to um, how she got a raise after the sexual relationship started, mm-hmm. uh, which is definitely a part of the hush money, too. Uh, and and so there's, there's definitely that element to it that is going to hurt Vince. And the thing is, too, though, now that this is out... How many more women are going to come forward? I think a yeah. lot more because we saw and, it was speaking out. And we hope they do. I hope they feel empowered enough, but it just also depends on the NDAs because sometimes they can go. There are ways that they can get around that. Sometimes they will just straight out release them from their NDAs and allow them to speak. Um, and so it could, or it could be kind of the same situation as this woman where an anonymous email from a friend came out. So there might be more anonymous emails from, from friends that come out that, you know, talk about what these NDAs are covering up. Um, so I, I think, I just, I don't know how that survives this with the way the media coverage is. And because he has such powerful, 
shareholders. Um, he's got the person who is leading who is leading the investigation um, is a former Sony uh, uh, Sony uh, home what was it like Sony Home Entertainment something or other. He's a former executive with Sony and he is on the board and he is the one who is leading this. Um, so he's not really, I mean, I guess he is beholden to Vince to an extent, but he's also a type of person where he doesn't have, it's not like he's a McMahon. Like he doesn't feel like he has to, I don't think he feels like he has to protect Vince. So maybe that helps kind of push Vince out or gets him to a point where he has to resign or, something like that but i also don't think vince is going to go down without a fight because we know how he's he's the he's the pettiest man i've ever seen (laughs) so yes if you can believe it folks there is someone more petty than donald trump indeed (laughs) Um, uh and and unfortunately he's smarter than trump as well yeah uh but um well one thought that i had before you move on bill um uh on that as well. Oh shoot, my mind <laughs> slipped because I made a joke about Donald Trump's expense. Um, <laughs> what were you saying, Sam? Oh no, I was just laughing at what you said. No, no, no. Before, before that, what you were oh, saying, so I could jog my memory. Yeah. Oh yeah, we were talking about the that they're more beholden to 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 shareholders and shareholders who have bigger stakes and Fox. They've got Fox Sports, who you know. Are, own their their net not own their network but who air their their programming and so it's not like right, it's just right. a territory that he's responding to because i heard um i don't know how correct this is but i heard that uh warner brothers was the one who told AEW to pull their promotion of the match for um when it was still the hardy boys before a decision had been like before they had made contact with jeff and yeah had, i heard that warner brothers told AEW to pull the ad so clearly these people you know they've got power they have a voice they're gonna make so i you know they're it's i think vince has a lot more people to answer to and i think there's going to be more people to hold him accountable than he's ever had in the past so um the the thing that came to mind with that about the mainstream attention that's what it was because uh, that reminded me, people holding him accountable. The Wall Street Journal is a pretty big publication. Yes. And this was on the front page. Like, uh, this was a front page story on the Wall Street Journal. So, I don't know how long it will stay in the media. But as far as it goes right now, this is going to get media attention, at least in the immediate. And the Wall Street Journal has journalists digging. So, that well, I don't, is I don't, not good. I don't doubt that. I doubt the public caring about pro wrestling enough to sure to, sure. to yes. so like when when obviously what's going on right now to comparison is Jan, the January sixth committee hearings as we're recording this that's been going on all week. You know, people in general care or at least want to know what happens with that. Now you say pro wrestling and. I don't think you have that same care. In fact, I could tell you, like, one of, uh, this is like a, a guilty pleasure of Bond that I kind of like is sometimes WWE um, or anything wrestling really will have like this big moment, and you can see like in the replies for stuff on social media. Like, I think the best example I can think of recently was I think it was last year when well, recently I say last year. Uh, when uh, I think Brock Lesnar came back to SummerSlam, and they're like, oh, that's that guy who can't win real fights, so he has to do fake fights. The public still 
despite everything, does not take pro wrestling seriously. And I, I, I would argue, I, I have a hard time believing anyone that argues against that. I can also see, but a lot of people know who Vince McMahon is because they were wrestling fans at one point. A lot of people were wrestling fans in the 90s, and they still, they're buying tickets to go see The Rock in movies. Um, they know who Vince McMahon is. Um, if it was Tony Khan, maybe it'd be a little bit different, but people, Vince McMahon is a household name. A majority of people know who he is. Um, and so I think it would get, it gets a little bit more attention. Um, but I mean, I definitely do see that, you know, it is just pro, pro wrestling and it, you know, it doesn't count because it's not real. So like, I do see that side of it, but I think, I think people, they're like, oh, I know who Vince McMahon is. I would argue more that people would care about Tony Khan because of the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's a well, football that's team, which is the number one sport that is in America. I, I, wasn't thinking, I was thinking that as a, from a wrestling standpoint, but you are correct. That is true and because of, he's got that really, in the soccer as well. When it comes to Vince, too, though, if the right media let's get a hold of it because he's best friends with Donald Trump, like, it, it doesn't. Donald Trump is still a Hall of Fame member. <laughs> And and mm, some things have come out about him in the last few days. Let's put it that way. Right. Uh, and, and if the media feels there's a relevant story to attach him to Trump as well. Well, and they, they could might. even bring up, I don't know that they would do this digging because I don't think anybody outside of wrestling <laughs> remembers this. But, you know, there's been a lot of talk about how it's been 15 years since, Jay, uh, since uh, Vince faked his death in the limousine yes, and right. Trump thought it was real and he called the police. Like, <laughs> right. I remember that story. So, yeah, and it's come, up, it's come up several times this week because of the story and then also because, you know, of the January 6th committee as well. So people, they could attach it to that as well. But like I said, I don't know that a lot of people outside of, you know, the wrestling universe, you know, remembers that story, but um, or even cares. But because you have somebody who was former president of this country believed that was real and thought Vince really died and blew up on TV <laughs> and they could attach it to that or they could attach the fact that he is still a Hall of Fame member um, I think if it wasn't for maybe the, the shareholders and the Fo like Fox and the bigger people being involved it might be something that goes away more quickly but I think it has staying power just because of the implications because they bring in a lot of money um for Fox and there's the, the whole Peacock thing and um and and Fox and NBC will get involved at some point yes yeah uh, and and we're also I, I want to point this out because you guys just mentioned you know the whole Vince blow up the limo thing we're really close like next weekend yeah. on the yeah. 15th anniversary yeah. of Benoit. the Benoit yep. tragedy yeah and I'm yeah. sure that's going to get brought up as well if this continues which I think it will yeah in the next week, at I least. think right. so. I, I'm sorry, folks. I gotta, I gotta go because okay. uh, okay. I have to go move some more stuff uh, and okay. for to prepare for tomorrow for the flooring to be finished in my living room. So, uh, but I will listen to the end of it when I'm back. But uh, yeah, this is bad. This is bad, and I don't know if it means Vince will be removed, but it is going to hurt him badly. It is. All right. I'm okay, out. Bye. Talk to you folks later. Um, okay, so I think one of the important things is that I, you know what? Like, I do definitely agree with you. Like, trust me, all three of you have made great arguments on why 
you know, people are going to care and why it's not going to get swept under the rug. I think he here, it can't, I think, I think it hurts. I think it might help more if it goes to court. Because then it's left to your ever average everyday person. Then my argument comes back up again. I think if they're going to try to deal with this, they have to try to deal with it and try to make it so it doesn't go to court. I think that's their best shot. I'm sure that's exactly what Jerry McDevitt is, is counting on. Or it's going to try, right? going to try to keep it out of court. No, no, I think I think that he, I no, I think WWE should want it in court. Oh, because when it comes down to your average person, my argument comes back into play. Do they care? And I don't think they will. And therefore, he would win. I wanna, I wanna bring up because we we talked about earlier the stocks. Um, today, it opened at sixty six dollars nineteen cents. It closed at sixty four dollars eighty seven cents. They went down almost three and a half percent today in the stock market. Mm. WWE. Wow. Which, wow. I mean, it's not a big loss, but it is a loss. Well, and somebody for and something like WWE and on the heels of what came out yesterday. I mean, you would almost think it would be a little bit bigger, but maybe they're yeah, in the true. point where maybe they're in the kind of the wait and see, like how bad is this going to get thing. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I, I want to say a couple of things sure. here, sure. and then I, 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 un, unless we have anything else we want to add, we'll probably wrap this. Yeah, up no, I think I, I don't think I have anything else. Just that I'm 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 really I want to know what's going to happen next. That's yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot of people speculate that they think Bruce Pritchard's going to take over, and or at least in the interim, maybe in the interim, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think they mean for good, but yeah, I think in the interim they right. they're thinking it's going to be. Bruce Pritchard, which I can seems likely. I can definitely see. That. Put Jared, put Jared in charge. So, like, you know, I mean, I've yeah, I mean, Jeff a, Jared is hired. Like, quite a few people have said, "Oh my God, Jeff Jarrett's gonna run this," and somebody said they're gonna they're gonna rename name it Global Force Wrestling. Well, be great because guess what? Um, how about take take this for for because I saw this online somewhere and I thought it was great. Jeff Jarrett runs it. Who else is still there? Oh, Jeremy Borash is still there. <laughs> Abyss yeah. is still there? Okay. TNA 2.0. TNA, TNA, TNA. TNA. And guess yeah. what? Then TNA really won the whole war after all. And all of the so wrestling. So talk about fucking long-term, love it. Talk about long-term storytelling. Hell yeah. Let's get that happening. Then put Shane McMahon on TV in Atlanta. Or no, I guess in Nashville. Reach out to Don West. Hopefully he's doing better. I know that he had some yeah, health scares. Yeah, shout out to Don West. I miss Don West. Hire today back. Just do it. Monday Night Impact, it's coming. (laughs) Okay. Wow. All right. Okay, there's two things I want to say. Sure. First off. And this this first one is to our younger audience um, that's listening to this. And I'm sure there are. There's a very valuable lesson here that is being told. And... I learned this when I was a teenager from my dad, and I'm sure a lot of our male listeners who have kids have probably heard it from their dads and are probably going to say it to their kids. 
But I'm going to say it anyway. I've said it before. I'll say it again. When a person says no, they mean no. Mm -hmm. not say it louder for the people in the back. <laughs> All right. When a person says no, they mean no. Mm -hmm. Remember that, please. Yes. Um, the other thing, and it, it sucks that Josiah left, but he 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 will hear this uh, when it gets put up. Um, he had talked about, you know, with his line of profession, uh, helping people that have been abused mm -hmm. um, mentally, verbally. I've had a couple of people that. I've become friends with um, in my life that at some point have been abused. Um, one was abused by her family and then once she was adopted she was abused by her adopted father oh. and oh, then yeah. had been in bad relationships and Terrible. she fortunately got married has kids, reconnected with her original birth family, and, you know, she's doing good. Um, the other one who uh, passed away many months ago, she told me many times about this guy that she had dated, and he said to her that if she ever left him, to go be with another person, then basically no one was going to have her. Basically. Mm. So, no matter who it is or what it is, if somebody out there needs, they just need people to talk to, is what we're getting at. And... It can be it, it it's it can be men too. Absolutely. Men mm -hmm. So, please, folks, if someone is trying to talk to you, trying to have a conversation about something going wrong, please, please listen to them, because all it really takes is one person to listen, and if we have more people like that, we wouldn't have shitty situations like what we have talked about for almost the last hour with Vince McMahon and what happened with Ashley Massaro and so many other people. Just please listen to people. You know, you don't have to meet them in person. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I talk to Jim a lot and... You know, he tells me his stuff and, you know, he's gone through a lot of crap and he's heard some of my crap too. So sometimes I'll, you know, sometimes I'll rant at Bill after a couple of drinks. <laughs> he does. But, 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 but it's all, but not it's about like Bill, a fun not rant. Not about Bill. But like sometimes, <laughs> sometimes like stuff going on with me. So it, it helps, especially like these, I don't know, you know, I'm not going to go into it. I was going to say how so hard to find a psychiatrist these days that are actually in the office. Like it's not, right. It's all virtual now. It's nonsense because some people, me, for example, my place is not a place of comfort. It's a place of 
being mm-hmm. a, a hectic and it doesn't sure. work it doesn't doing work. virtual for me. But they have to yeah. play places yeah. don't. So, so like uh, to what Bill said, yeah, just try to find someone to talk to. Yeah, and also, you know, you bringing that up also reminded me, uh, so when the AEW tweeted the other day about Jeff Hardy, one of the things that they, you know, they ended the tweet with was, if you or a loved one needs help, if you're struggling with substance abuse, uh, mental health issues, there there is help out there. I know that, you know, if you're in these situations, sometimes, you know, the last thing you want to do is call some stranger, which, you know, totally understandable. However, if you're at a point where you think that you, you can speak to someone, um, the SAMHSA National Helpline is 1-800-662-HELP. Um, which is 4357 um, and they help with uh, substance abuse and with mental health issues and a lot of times those things can definitely go hand in hand I don't I don't believe that you have to have one you, I don't think you have to have one to, to deal with the other to call to call them I think the help is there regard you know whether you need it there's there's things out there there's the Trevor project uh, for you know LGBTQ youth um, there's there's help out there um, I know that sometimes it's not always simple to find or you maybe don't want to get to that point but so even if you feel like you don't want to burden your family or friends which first of all you're not a burden so please 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 know that um but if you feel like you're not comfortable talking to a you know a friend or family member or a loved one or you want someone with outside perspective you know there are numbers out there there are people out there who are trained who can help you um and can guide you and there's also resources if you if you are not experiencing these things yourself but you know someone who is and you want tools to help them um you know there are resources out there for you as well so that you can um so that you can know how to, to handle these situations and how to be helpful to someone else. Uh, so just know that you're not alone and that, you know, we all have things that we're going through and we all have, you know, unfortunately it's at the point where it's where, you know, if you're not going through it yourself, you most likely know someone who is. Uh, and there's a lot of people who are battling things and they, they keep it to themselves. But if it's gotten to the point where you realize something's happening or they've confided in you, you know, there are resources for you as well. And so there are resources out there that, you know, the mental health help in this country is, could be a lot better uh, than it is, but there are resources. Yeah. There's, uh, there's, there's a lot of work to be done, uh, but there are resources out there and we encourage you to take advantage of those if you're able to. Yeah. And like I said, my personal rant on this is just that, have people have a place to go and don't want to talk enough. You know, people forget, like, maybe the thing that's bothering them the most is someone in their own house. Sure. And I live alone, mm-hmm. but yeah. how does that help to have, like, oh, I can only do virtual? Right. It doesn't. Right. It doesn't make right. any sense to me. And the fact that they have not pushed these people to go back into the office is not. And I'm, you know, like I said, it's just, it's hard for mental health people. I mean, it is. you know, for. Honestly, sometimes I think I get well, some. Uh, I haven't done it in a long time because with prices here in the United States, uh, I've kind of been thwarted from going out out because you know once I say how much expensive, I'm like, no, I can just stay home. Um, but what I used to do because I had trouble getting a psychologist is just befriend a random person at a bar. I would drop all my baggage on them because guess what? I'm never going to see them again. Right. It's it means thing to do, but there's always someone to listen, even if it's the perfect stranger. And like you said, there's no strength attached to it either. Exactly. So please remember that, folks. If you need someone to talk to, just please just talk to someone. Don't hold it in. 
And also, I'd like to send another a, a message since we're doing this. Also, don't drink and drive. There's yes. zero reason for it in 2022. Yeah. We have Uber. Yeah. There's I Uber still and Lyft. There's all kinds of make. Kinds of there's designated drivers still. <laughs> there's there's ways to get around it. And some and you know maybe people will fuss and grumble because you're making them get up at two o'clock in the morning to come get you. But in the, at the end of the day, they would rather be inconvenienced than you have hurt yourself or someone else. But you don't even need to wake anyone up at two a.m. Yeah. You just use your app. Yeah. That's my yeah. point is there's zero reason in 2022 um, where we have access to all these different services to do it. And it's not even like you can say, oh, well, I don't have cash, enough cash on me to get home. Credit card. Yeah. 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 Yep. Absolutely. All right. Uh, I think that's going to do it on that note. Um, let's go into the quick plugs um i'll start with jim on this all right well we have bill learns kingdom hearts coming this sunday we have the mid-season finale and then after that it's uh another week or so i believe it is for the start of christmas in july right now myself and samantha have an episode on itunes and spotify previewing Yay. And now that's what I call podcasting series is Christmas in July with the episodes that we're going to, that I'm going to add to the archives. So check that out. Um, check out Bill Learns Kingdom Hearts. And that's pretty much for me. For me, that's podcasting on Instagram and Twitter. That's podcasting.com. Sam? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Samantha underscore 1713. Uh, you can find me writing at uh, dailybdt.com. Occasionally, and I also do some writing for Fight Game Media. I have a podcast on their YouTube channel called Power Bombshells. Uh, we are we are on Twitter at Power Bombshells. Um, and our shows usually, we record, we generally record on Sundays. Uh, we try to get the shows up earlier on Sunday. Sometimes it's late Sunday and you may not see it till Monday morning but we tweet the links all the time and we're doing so we're generally there every sunday uh and or monday so you can follow us there and uh that is the the best two places to find me all right um if you guys have any questions or comments you can send an email wrestlingman at the wrestling show.com don't forget to follow the show on twitter at wrestling show 11 follow the show on instagram at that wrestling show and you can join our Facebook group, That Wrestling Show Fan Group, which has over 500 members. And we're hoping to grow more. We've grown, I think, a little bit in the last couple of weeks. So um, please feel free to join. Um, just want to mention that uh, this would normally be where I plug uh, Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. We're currently going to take a little bit of a, of a vacation, but we'll be back in July to start off season 16 of that show. And actually, uh, check out uh, a show that I do where I'm a co-host, the DK and Bill Wrestling Podcast, where we reviewed Unforgiven 2000, Stone Cold Steve Austin's return, the only pay-per-view from 2000 I never got to see. <laughs> oh, boy. What a, what a thrill of a show that is. <laughs> Oh man, I, I I think I think I need Josiah to say a few hail marys for me after, <laughs> after watching that show. Not not the worst show, but oh man. All right, 
Uh, next week, going to preview Forbidden Door. Um, and hopefully the news will not be as busy next week as it is this week. Maybe, maybe we'll have some small news to talk about. <laughs> That'll be your impact show. Oh, it's going to happen. I just have to figure out a date okay. for it. But it will happen. Um, when, I, I'll, I'll look at a calendar, figure out a date, and then and then Vince McMahon will screw Impact over again. <laughs> or you'll talk about Reverse Battle Royals. Oh, God. Now I'm kind of glad we didn't do that. I'm excited about the Reverse Battle Royal. I'm sure you... You know what I'm not excited about? Um, the Queen of the Mountain. Not because it's Queen of the Mountain, because I just said King slash... I hate... Always hated King of the Mountain. Always. Never made any sense to me. Why is there a penalty box? What are they doing? Because they're different. I'll take the reverse battle royal any day over the King slash Queen of the Mountain. All right. Well, on that note, everybody, have a good, safe weekend. Uh, enjoy your Father's Day for all you dads out there this Sunday. Uh, have a good Father's Day. And come back next week for another episode of That Wrestling Show, the podcast where all pro wrestling matters. For Josiah, for Jim, and for Sam, I'm Bill saying thank you, and as always, wrestle on.